you are listening to episode 22 of Exit the Drinking Life. Has your every now and again alcohol consumption turned into a daily glass or two? Or maybe it's even creeped into the bottle every now and again? Well, stay tuned to today's episode because I'm going to be sharing with you about what's called gray area drinking. I had no idea there was such a thing. However, it turns out that's where I was. And for those of us that are in the middle, it can seem very challenging to find the help that we are seeking. And this is why I've created Exit the Drinking Life podcast plus the programs that I offer. So stay tuned because we're going to go into what this actually is, what it might look like. And also, I'm going to teach you a couple of things that you can do to help you start to drink less and still enjoy your life. Welcome to Exit the Drinking Life. This is a podcast for the individual who is ready to exit, leave everything behind, all your beliefs about alcohol. You're ready to question them, to rethink them, and to explore the possibility of experiencing all life has to offer without a drink in your hand. Hey there, my friends. I am so excited to be back in between your earbuds again. And very, very excited to share this topic with you guys because I am all about giving you guys, like as it says in the intro, right? I want you to leave behind any beliefs that you currently have about alcohol. And this is one of those beliefs that is coming more and more into our awareness and to our knowledge. And so I'm going to give you a whole new way of today thinking about what's actually been going on for you and the reality of the situation because this gray area drinking that we're going to be talking about here, this is really the area where most people find themselves, right? However, this is also the area where you kind of feel trapped in the middle. It's like the every now and again drink isn't what you do any longer, yet you are so totally not relating to you need to go to rehab right now. However, you are discovering and finding out and becoming more and more aware that you are consuming more alcohol is gradually starting to creep up and you want to get help now before you have a rock bottom, right? And so you're feeling kind of trapped in the middle as to where to go. So first, what I want to do is discuss with you the six indicators that you might be a gray area drinker. And then I'm going to move into teaching you a skill that I teach my the members inside Extra Tribe. And some of you are going to be able to get this skill right away and you're not going to need help. And others of you, you're going to see the value in this skill. You're going to try it on a few times and you're going to find yourself needing help. And this is where I come in, right? And I'm happy to help you with this. All right, so first off, one of the first things that might be going on. And this isn't necessarily first, what you notice first, because if you've heard me before, we have like the observation cycle. And so we have something happen and we have, the first thing we actually have is a thought, but we don't necessarily always notice our thought, right? And we'll notice our feelings or emotions, or we'll notice how we're acting, 
right? And so these six things, they're indicators. However, they aren't in, in a particular order and they're not a phase that you necessarily go through. And some of you may have one of them. Some of you may have all six of them. Some of you may have somewhere in the middle, right? However, if you're starting to notice that these are happening to you and creeping in, I really want to encourage you to reach out and find help in some way or some fashion and to take advantage of this, this um, skill that I'm going to offer you and um, teach you guys. And, all right. So one of the first indicators is that you are in inwardly worried you kind of regret and you wonder about your drinking habit. So you've started to become aware that it's slowly creeping up in there and you're starting to wonder about it, yet you haven't necessarily done anything about it, but it is, um, you're just wondering and you're starting to question and wonder. And this is the perfect ideal space and place for you to seek out a solution. Okay, and so then the second thing, the second indicator is that your drinking habit feels like your own dirty little secret, right? And so you're starting to be more secretive about the drinking. You're maybe hiding how much you drink or you start to notice that you go out with your friends and you have your glass or two and then you get home and you find yourself, well, I'm just going to have another one. Only you don't really go and tell anybody about it or you don't really talk about it. And you're starting to feel very secretive and as if you need to hide this because it might be something wrong with you, right? And I don't, as I'm thinking about this, even though I said that we weren't, that they don't go into phases, uh, I kind of have a hunch and a feeling that maybe they actually do. As we go through this, we might find that out. Like your first one, the inwardly worrying and regret, that's just kind of your awareness. And then um, the second one is the secret in the hiding. That's when you're even more aware of it, but you really don't want to get help. And that's really because um, it's really your brain doing its thing, right? It's trying to protect you. And so we're so socially conditioned that we, if we have this challenge, right, and we are in the middle, that we can't, that alcohol is becoming more than every now and again in our life, we are so conditioned to think that there's some kind of shame and stigma and blame around it. And so your brain is just doing its thing and trying to keep you safe and and helping you avoid, like it thinks it's helping you out, right? And avoiding and keeping it a secret instead of reaching out and even asking someone for help, right? And so the third indicator or thing that might be going on in your life is that there's like two opposite worlds are happening. You go from, I got this, to what the heck is wrong with me? And you find yourself in this pendulum, like, right? And you're swinging back and forth between this, I got this, I can let it go. I had several nights where I only drank on Friday this week, right? And then all of a sudden, you find it slowly creeping back in and, and it's gradually becoming daily again. Okay, and so then the fourth thing that you might notice or start have an indication of is that you stop drinking for periods of time in your life, but during that time, you feel deprived and it leads you, because of this feeling of deprivation, it leads you back into the drinking life and it leads you going back into alcohol. And so the fifth thing 
fifth indicator is that the people in your life, they have zero idea how much you actually drink. And that really kind of ties in to the second one about it, you feeling like it's your dirty little secret. And but as time passes and you gradually, because alcohol is an addictive substance. And so in order for you to even get your buzz that you used to get, you are going to need to consume more and more of it. And eventually, if you get to the point like where I was, it was very hard for me to actually get the buzz. And that's when I started to realize like, well, what is exactly the point in this, right? And I started to have some shift and do some of the things that I'm going to actually teach you guys about. And so then the sixth one is, and the final one is that you feel stuck in an impossible place. You want help, but the choices of rehab or AA feel too extreme of a next step for you, right? And so those are kind of the six indicators that you're really in this gray area. And this is also though the area of where most people actually are. There's on this, like if you have kind of like this bell, bell curve that you see, with the, but it's like an upside down, like the bell on the top and over on the far left, you have the occasional now and again drinkers and all the way over on the far right, you have the... Um, individuals that are actually needing alcohol physically to survive, right? And then all of the people in the middle. And those are the people actually that you're that the advertisers are talking to. And they want you to stay there in the middle. And they want you to keep wanting their product. And they are fully aware that their product is highly addictive, right? And so if you're finding yourself in this middle area, whether you have all of these things happening for you or just one of these hap things happening for you. I want to invite you to really allow yourself to go to the space of letting go of worrying about whether or not you need a label, whether or not some kind of label or naming or shaming needs to apply. And the first thing I want you to do is question yourself as to like, is this how I want to keep living my life? right? Okay. And so if you find that the answer is no, then what I want to teach you about today is the tool that I help my clients with. And now the first thing I want you to do is like kind of utilize your brain because I'm all about working with your brain instead of against it. So when you're in this and we're going to, I'm going to go through kind of the stop over drinking guide sheet that I have and explain to you the reasons why this is happening. And then I'm going to teach you how to allow an, ur an urge. Yet, if you find yourself too unable to allow this urge because you're in too much of a state of resistance, which the resistance part is actually going against the brain. So this is going to require the skill of letting go and being, as I like to talk about Dr. Watson and Sherlock Holmes, right? Your own detective and kind of almost stepping back and being a watcher and observing yourself and what's actually going on. And then as you are, um, and allow yourself to kind of notice your thoughts, ask yourself some questions and actually write down those questions and start answering them. And the key behind this though, when you're asking yourself the questions is to use what questions like what and dot 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 instead of why dot 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 and the reason for this 
is because the way our brain likes to work, it wants to answer our questions for us, right? So the why questions will point you into the place and the directions of showing you why such and such is happening, right? So when I used to ask myself, why can't I figure this out? My brain would take me to, oh, you can't figure this out because on all of your layovers, you go downstairs, meet everyone and drink three or four glasses of wine. Oh, you can't figure this out because when you get home, in order for you to reconnect with your husband, you've created this habit of sitting down and having cocktails together and discussing what actually happened during the three days, four days, six days, however many days you had to be gone, we're gone, right? And so I'm there in that activity. And so my brain is showing me why, right? It's showing me the proof and the indicators as to why I can't figure this out. However, when I shifted up my question to what, and I did, at first I did like, what do I want this drink to solve? So that's how I discovered that what I wanted from the drink was to reconnect with my husband. So then I started asking what would be a better way to reconnect, right? So that's actually one skill is using what questions instead of why questions. And then the second skill that I want to teach you was the originally one I had planned, but as I kept going, I decided you guys need to know this what and why thing also. Anyway, so the other skill is this over drinking guide that I have. All right. So the reason that you're over drinking, and it is actually just over drinking is because you've programmed your brain to desire alcohol. So your brain is really used to you giving it this alcohol, right? And so the solution to the over drinking is to reduce the desire for your drinking. And this is where the what questions are going to help come in also. And then you the way that you can reduce your desire is by recognizing your brain and allow what's going on in your brain, right? And then allowing the urges to be present. Now, what you, and when you do experience an urge, there are generally three options that are going on. And an urge is really an emotion. It's this over desire. If we use our observation cycle, it's this over desire that you have created with thoughts. Like mine was, okay, I just got home. I need to reconnect with my husband. I need a drink to do that, right? And so... I was creating that urge for an alcohol just by saying I need a drink to reconnect with my husband, right? And so that was the, I had the thought and then I had created the feeling, the urge, and then I, uh, the action I took was I had drinks with my husband, right? And so that's what's playing out there. And so generally there are three things that can happen when you have the urge. You give in to the drink, which is what I did, or you resist the urge and you don't drink, but that also increases the desire. And when this is going on, it's very much like the deprivation cycle of dieting, right? When somebody tells you, let's just say, all right, you can't have any carbs. Then what do you want? All you want is carbs. You might be able to go for a little while and use your willpower muscle and deprive yourself from those carbs, but eventually the desire just keeps building up and building up and building up and you just give in. And that's another way you've kind of trained your brain is because you're listening to that desire and you're giving in. And so the third way and the skill that is going to actually help you the most is by allowing the urge to be there, is to not drink, but to pay attention to the thoughts 
that are going on and the feelings that are that are giving you the feeling of this urge and doing so reduces your desire over time and so this is the skill that i want you guys to really hone in on and this is where you'll need to bring your kind of almost have an outer body experience and you can practice this by deciding okay when i normally having my drinks I'm going to allow myself to sit here for, say, just set your watch, timer on your watch, whatever, say 17 minutes. I just picked a random number. There's no magic to the number. 17 minutes and notice what goes on in my brain and the thoughts that come up and create the urge and just be the watcher and see what actually plays out before I have the drink. Because sometimes you might not even want it, right? And other times you're going to have it, but you're going to start to notice that um, you're allowing yourself the 17 minutes to understand what thoughts are going on. Because when you get it in such automatic, it's your brain doing its thing, right? It's automatic mode. And so it becomes automatic and you're not pay giving yourself time to pay attention and observe and allow to urge. So even just setting the timer, say 17 minutes, five minutes, you pick a number that you feel like is going to work for you, right? And just allowing yourself to not automatically have it first. And you can start with that baby step by using this process of allowing the urge as the baby step. And so I really look forward to hearing from you guys and discovering what actually took place for you. So you guys, the best thing that you guys can do for me is to ask me your questions because I really want to know how else it is that I can help you. And I also want to know how these things I am teaching you are helping you. So if you are open enough to asking me the questions in an iTunes review, that will really be awesome because other people will also find this show and get the same kind of help that you're getting. If you would rather not ask your question in iTunes, because I get it, it's still very much stigmatized to seek help for this challenge right now and for the over drinking I want you to know there's nothing wrong with you and I want you to know that the more we talk about it and the more we focus on it for the health of it the more the stigma is going to go away and the less and the less the stigma is going to be there and that's really my mission is to help eliminate the stigma so that those of us in the middle aren't afraid to ask for the help that we know we need but we're too afraid to ask for it because of the stigma all right but if you're and not there yet, I want you to ask me your questions. Just send it to me at Debbie, and I spell my name D-E-B-I, at jumpseatcoaching.com. And I will come out on the episode and answer it. I won't use your name unless you say I can use your name. I'll just say podcast listener. And I will start to answer these questions at the end of the episodes and bring those in. I'm also going to start adding in answering listener questions over on Jump Seat Coaching Facebook page. So you can find me over there on Facebook. It's Jump Seat Coaching. And you'll start to notice that more listener Q&As are going to be showing up live over there. And you guys have an awesome week. And I will be back between your earbuds soon. You have been listening to Exit the Drinking Life Podcast with Debbie Talbert. It is my honor, pleasure, and joy to come to you each and every week with insight, information, ideas, tools, and tips to help you exit the drinking life. If you'd like to know more about how you can work with me directly, then go to jumpseatcoaching.com 
And there you can find out everything I offer and how we can connect and work together directly.